And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. You've been a long while coming. I'm not buying anything. And I am not selling anything. I expected you sooner. Oh, I remember you. That night. And in the crypt. Go inside. You killed the wolf. Well, there's no crime in that, is there? The wolf was Balaam. You think I don't know the difference between a wolf and a man? Bela became a wolf, and you killed him. A werewolf can be killed only with a silver bullet, or a silver knife, or a stick with a silver handle. You're insane. I tell you, I killed a wolf, a plain, ordinary wolf. Take this charm, the pentagram, the sign of the wolf. It can break the evil spell. Evil spell? Pentagram, wolf bane. Oh, I'm sick of the whole thing. I'm going to get out of here. Whoever is beaten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Oh, quit handing me that. You're just wasting your time. The wolf beat you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Wear this charm over your heart always. All right, all right, I'll take it. What's it worth to you? I'll give you... Do you dare to show me the wound? What? Do you dare to show me the wound? Go now. Heaven help you. Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. And you are here for 151 wow. episode. We're going to do something a little different, I think. This is the first time we're going back, really, and looking at something we've already covered. Ah. So here's the pitfalls that I see in that. If it was a Thursday, it'd be a throwback Thursday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, the danger I see in that is, undoubtedly, if you heard the last show on Werewolves... I'm going to say I liked a film that right now I'm going to say I probably hated and vice versa because <laughs> that shit changes on a daily basis. So I, I, while I firmly strong by everything, stand by everything that was said in the first werewolf episode. That was a different day. That was a different day. <laughs> and it's a different conglomeration of people right. because last time I believe it was you and I and Heather. Right. And now it's you, I, Laurel, a returning guest, Laurel I. Shannon and oh, Roxy Minerva. Yay! Hey, so, uh, I've all we've long held that if you you take any discussion and if you take a part out of it and replace it with someone else, it becomes a whole new whole absolutely new yeah yeah yeah. So, don't hold us to anything <laughs> that we said before. Um, but we are going to talk about werewolves. Yeah, and um, I'm guessing we're all fans. Oh yeah. Why? Um, the transformation revealing the beast inside thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not a it's not a uh, hard to understand why, for example, teens really like oh, sure. the werewolf because it's all about that transformation. They actually are werewolves. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. me, it's about it's about the whole idea of getting in touch with the your baser self, right? It's like you're it's confronting pure id, right? The, yeah, you're confronting the id, right? And 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 yeah. and how many times have we in life wished that we could? <laughs> in in my case, uh, just respond in that in that manner. You know, it's like that motherfucker that was that cut you off in traffic. You know. Deserves to have his throat ripped out, or <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's an extreme. But. It's the pure impulse, right? Right. You're you're truly running on instinct. Right. Running on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sorry. that's what I love about so werewolves. Stupid. You know, it's like you know what what do you do if you're a werewolf? You you you, uh, you fuck and you kill. Yeah, yeah. but there's also <laughs> in, in, inherently in the tale of uh, you. There's that. The regret we all feel when we wake up someplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Because you always see the werewolf waking up someplace, like American Werewolf. He woke up in the zoo. In the zoo. And he, they've always got that same look, like, "What the fuck happened? What did I do?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just it. They know they did something. They can't remember. Yeah. But they know that it was bad. Yeah, yeah I remember first excursions into alcohol being yeah. very, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> To that same thing you know it's the realization like I know I've done something terrible but yeah. <laughs> I need, yeah yeah and knowing that it's only going to return right right you know you always have that the thing that you do that you go whoosh whoops and then the opportunity presents itself and you do it again yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um I sh- according to my research I showed the werewolf 1913 is considered as a silent film the first werewolf movie I've never seen it Nobody's ever seen it who's alive. It's lost. But uh, what's really interesting about it is, even though it's called The Werewolf, it's about a Navajo skinwalker woman. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Which is cool and, and became kind of a trope later, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, like much later. Um, I, I'm reminded of a Lincoln Child book um, where skinwalkers played an important mm-hmm. part. Uh, and then there's been movies made about it, you know, since. And uh, it, 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 that aspect of it reminds me of Martin, where it's like, are they a werewolf? Are they not a werewolf? You know, what is a werewolf? You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know. Well, I think once we got past, excuse me, once we got past the whole Lon Chaney sort of classic. Wolfman. Yeah, and things started, you know, more and more um, people started writing these stories. There were real legends. Um, there's a legend in Haiti about um, people who donned the the skin of an animal, which I guess is the skinwalker, right? Right. Um, and you become that animal for the night, and then as long as you, once you take that skin off, you return to your human form. You are um, resolved. I'd do that if I could. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding? It's okay. I was wearing the skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> plausible deniability. What happens in the skin stays in the skin. I would think. <laughs> But again, it's about it's about being kicked down that evolutionary ladder, right? And and realizing that, and then starting to see like if you remember, um, I'm trying to remember. I'm looking up the year right now, uh, ninety ninety four, the Nicholson Pfeiffer Spader Wolf. Wolf, yeah. Um, the, they touched a lot of that, you know, how he's he's peeing on his leg in the, in the bath and <laughs> right. or the bathroom and being <clears throat> responding to that from the hip impact of right. like I'm going to do this as yeah. opposed to 
na- modern man who who interjects all. I shouldn't do it because all these things are in the way yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of this behavior. You know and what's funny about Wolf, though? When you think about it, it's a movie about an old white man who gets empowered. I know. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those. When that, I remember when that first came out. I did a Fangoria Weekend of Horrors, and Nicholson showed up. And it was pretty, that was pretty wow. amazing. Watching yeah. that guy walk into a room and just watching everyone just become, Freak. sort of, be pulled into his gravitational pull. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he walked into that room and thought, what the fuck he, Yeah, he was I kind doing? of like, I have no idea why I'm here. <laughs> Who are these people? Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it... He, there was a lot of that about just res- responding and and um, not giving in to the conditioning that our society has. I think it's really interesting that uh, you know the the werewolf myth and legend comes from a certain place, mm-hmm. and then Hollywood, as they do, changes it, it drastically. Right? Um, I'm reminded of stories of vampires. And how what we now accept as vampire lore didn't come from those legends and myths. It came from Bram Stoker making up this shit. Right, right, right. You know, and uh, and Hollywood kind of did the same thing with uh, with werewolves. You mm-hmm. know, like the 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 um, uh, the silver and all of that shit. Like was all kind of made up for the movie. Yeah, it was like it was like doling out their their attributes in D and D, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got certain things. Um, Sidebar in that is that initially there, there's all these things coming out where like lore, the uh, podcast lore was talking about some story in 18th century or 1800s America that led that influenced Bram Stoker's uh, and writing of Dracula. But the the myth has been going on forever. And before that, <clears throat> Paul Barber has a great book called Vampires, Burial, and Death, mm-hmm. and he talks a lot about how before it was the vampire, it was the ghoul. Right, um, and then little by little it started to change, and and there were t- there were situations where people would be pronounced dead and buried, and then they'd hear noises in the grave, right? Dig them up, and naturally this frantic person would be in the casket, and they'd immediately assume vampire, right? And they'd kill them, <laughs> stake them to the ground, <laughs> yeah. poor bastard. But that <laughs> vampires burial and death is a great book, hard to find, but it's good, cool, it's good stuff. Um, but it, uh, yeah, I agree. I think things worked. I think back in 41 when they did the, the, the Wolfman, you know, that's where you start to see all the things about, you know, the introduction of the of the witch and, and how he gets, gets um, quote-unquote, infected. Right. I, has, has that ever been done? Like lycanthropy as, as a disease, like zombieism can be a disease? Like, is it, can it be chemical? Well, or is it all supernatural and... See that's what always that's what what I've always thought about, especially with the advent of the zombie film and the zombie you know plague mm-hmm. and all that is that to me it always sounded like it always sounded like the wolf a uh, werewolf right mm-hmm. it's like you get bit you get scratched you get you get infected. But it's always been on this weird spiritual level, right? If they haven't right. talked about it biologically, and and or, or I'm sure someone has at this point. I think they, that's and we've talked about we talked about this on the last episode. But that's my big hanging point is the the biological transformation that all happens to a wolf and back from a wolf in the span of twelve hours. Right. S- biology just doesn't work that way. <laughs> <No>. Sure, <laughs> but so so you have to sort of cool. sprinkle it with magic. 
Right. Or right. the supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah. earliest surviving werewolf movie, Wolf Blood, um, the guy doesn't get bit. He gets a transfusion from a wolf. <laughs> He's a lumberjack. I like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he starts imagining himself running with wolves and killing it's kind people of like, he doesn't um, like. And they never show a transformation. And you never fully know if it's in his head or if he really is turning into a right, wolf. Right, right, right. Could it be just him, tap a human, tapping into that pure id? Yeah. Um, it reminds me of kind of like a couple of films called My Body Parts with Jeff mm-hmm. Fahey and like the hands of, is it the hands of Dr. Orlock? What's the yeah. one with the pianist who gets his hands cut off and he gets the hands of a killer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a famous movie. Yeah, it's essentially yeah. what Body Parts is. Hands right. in the 20s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the idea of like this, some small change in your chem- chemical or biological makeup. By the way, takes over and influences you. Yeah, surely people have learned by now not to name their child Orlock, right? <laughs> this is a bad idea. I want to bring that back. Just it's like Adolf. You don't see a lot of Adolfs <laughs> these days. <laughs> it's just kind of like actually illegal to name your child Adolf in a lot it, of places. It might be in Germany. It probably in Germany. I would yeah, think in yeah. Germany they would frown upon that. Come little Adolf and Orlock. But before that, I'm sure it was a perfectly viable. It name. was probably a common. Yeah, it was yeah. probably a common thing. Um. <laughs> By the way, you can... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you can watch Wolf Blood on YouTube. Nice. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that really, you know... Old older stuff you can you can all find on YouTube. That's how we found that uh, that 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 Mary Pickford. Oh thing was yeah, on the weird Southern Gothic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how, as I figured out, YouTube often takes these things down, so don't like trust that you can always find it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, go right. watch it now. Yeah, no, not now. This week. <laughs> you know, in doing all this research, the one thing that that really stuck me out. Oh my stuck god, out you did research. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I never heard of this. Maybe you guys have. Donne Lupe, uh, sh- 1985 short film about werewolves, Guillermo del Toro. No. And I've never heard of this. I oh, looked all, cool. There's some discussion of it, like him in, in front of Cine Family or, or something like that, right. having a Q&A about it, and he talks about it. But, you know, that is something I'd love to see. Yeah, that dude has his finger on the pulse of legend He would do such a great world. Man, that would movie. be such a cool... Yeah. Sidebar, again. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. <laughs> God I'm hearing people go see this movie. Good things. That's really exciting. Yeah. Because um, if it does well, then hopefully they'll cut them loose on something else. Dude. Yeah. Mountains of Madness. Is it out or something. Now? Yeah. It's 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 like limited. December first is oh, when it, it. Yeah. goes wide. wide release. Nice. And it's got a huge following on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to bring that up because I was that made me go, oh man, because I keep a anal here. I keep a list of films I'm looking for, and that that. Well, dude, how cool would it be? Like, you know, we talk about Universal and their dark universe and how they keep fucking it up. Mm-hmm. I I really feel like you just go, uh, Del Toro, take all of it. Yeah. yeah, dude. Who else could make a better Frankenstein movie, man? Like, who else could do? As long as he's left alone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just I let mean, him do his Crimson shit. Crimson Peak with Frankenstein would be the oh shit. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. Right? Oh. Uh, any of those things, and I agree. It's the prop. Well, that's a whole other discussion about <laughs> the, the act, the idea that. Everyone wants Marvel money. Everyone wants Marvel franchises. Right. And you're just not going to get that with certain things. And I think Dark Universe would have been better suited if they, like, really do um, 
handpick some people and do like people who care. People who yeah. yeah. Del Toro, I would say, you know, give Let the, Joe Dante do a fucking oh, universal. Yeah. You know right. what yeah, I mean? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right in his in his will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in my head I'm trying to think what universal film would you give to Takashi Miyake cuz we got to give Takashi this blade Dude, of the Dude, I would I would give him I'd give him The Invisible Man. I thought about that oh. because because that's such a it, it, it's such a uh, it, so many of his films are about people that are um, they're they're torn yeah. right they're 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 people that are are they're they're good people but they're doing bad things and that's the Invisible Man all yeah, over yeah, yeah. you know. Well, didn't they come close to... Do, this is so not... We're not talking about werewolves. Uh, <laughs> didn't they come close with The Invisible Man? What was that Kevin Bacon movie that he turned invisible? Oh, um, Well, the first thing he does is go rape somebody. Yeah, yeah. The Hollow Man. Nice. Hollow Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty solid Invisible Man movie. It was... Yeah, exactly. You know, was, but then again, you start to hear these rumors about Johnny Depp being involved and whatever. But they came close with the film I know you love is The, um, the, the Last Wolfman. Um, they came really close with that. Yeah, it was like it's so frustrating because um, the elements, all the elements are there, and they just, they, it's like it's I, I like I know something about football. It's like it's it's like a, a a game where like your team gets to the one yard line and they just can't get the yeah. ball across yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean that the whole game wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It was, but it just. They just they just fell short. At least it felt like a universal. Oh God! Film, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it was so beautiful. Yeah, those yeah, yeah, the yeah, Mummy yeah. movies are like nothing universal ever. Right. Well, the, especially <laughs> that new one. That no, new one is, is Tom Cruise. Uh, I don't know how no. that. I don't know how that happens. Have you guys seen the the version of the trailer that they accidentally put out where it's got like half the sounds removed? No. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Worth looking I at. saw a great video about how about Tom Cruise in running. It was just how he runs it has to run in all of his films. Has to run. <laughs> we, we did the whole show on Tom Cruise. I don't want to give Tom Cruise too much shit. I I it's what one, about that weird padded butt shot though? What wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there was this big shot and it looked like he had padding in his ass. And I and I'm okay with that and the reason I am okay is because he might have been doing stunts that day. Ah. And you need a little padding if you're. Well, it had to be something. Well, right and he's also a man of a certain age, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Us old guys, we don't bounce the way we should. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you. No, it looked like he had pillows stuffed down his trousers, so maybe yeah. those were stunt pillows. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that stuff. <laughs> you know, you want to look at it in context. You know, the problem is, is that it just. I don't want to look at it. The minute, body. the minute that. <laughs> Again, we're going soft if we feel it. But the minute that you say, I'm going to do a mummy movie, you, you sort of sign on for certain things. Right. The minute that you say, and it stars Tom Cruise, you're no longer making a mummy movie, you're making a Tom Cruise movie. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it splinters the audience's focus. And you know that he's never going to die. Even when he dies in this fucking movie, he doesn't, doesn't really die. You're better off if... if, if if your focus is to make a, a certain movie or a certain type of movie, going with people... Unknowns. Pe- unknowns, yeah. That people, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the law and order thing, where as soon as Michael York shows up, you go, yeah, he did it. Right. Because he's the star. That's and like, he wants the media role. There's a, there's a trailer that we looked at, I think, a week or two ago that stars Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah, the one about the... Uh, uh, the Post. Papers. Yeah, yeah, the, the, post. yeah, yeah the, the Pentagon Papers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I'm just like... 
this looks great, and I have no desire to see it whatsoever because <laughs> it's these people, and I'm never, I'm not going to be able to go. That's not Tom Hanks, right. and that's not Meryl Streep. Right. I just, they're they're too ubiquitous. They're too, you know what I mean? Well, and especially it, in a film like that, there's a lot of it's. it's I call those kind of movies walk and talk movies where yeah, yeah. they're going someplace and they're talking and the story's being told and just that, and you don't need the the weight of someone is like a Meryl right. Streep or whatever else. And like with this bringing it back to the mummy and all that other stuff is that by casting known faces you you put your thumb on the scale. You yeah. get the benefit of their audience and the name recognizability but it also destroys the narrative. You know, I love a movie where you don't know who's going to live or who's going to die. Well, and I also like a movie where you feel like the uh, the actor, you know, whoever the lead is has no control over what the content is. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that Tom Cruise doesn't make a movie where he is not... I think it's the flip in The Mummy's case. I think he had nothing but control. Exactly. And that's a problem. Right. right. And they, a, they've taken the focus entirely away from the monster. I mean, the monsters were the stars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who yeah. really cares who the hero was? Yeah. Everyone goes to The Mummy. I mean, ideally... Boris Karloff. Nobody right. remembers who the... Uh, the well, I, some people do, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, do you care who was uh, the, the guy was that was trying to save the girl in the creature from the Black Lagoon? I don't. Yeah. Nah. You know, he's just a he's lantern jawed hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. Standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think as far as the Universal goes, it's you know. Champagne wishes and it, it, top ramen. It can still be budget. done. It can still be done. But oh, I they, think so too. They, they just need to. I they, think it should be. If I was in charge, I would make it like kind of like Project Greenlight, where I go find people who are doing interesting little things. Yeah. And then you give like you unlock the door, so now they have access to and big ass fans. Oh you yeah. Know? You know the like the the Mummy movies uh, with Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. as cheesy and awful as they are. You can still see that Stephen Summers is was a fan of those movies at yeah. the very least. He felt like he had to do all this other shit, mm-hmm. which I think was a mistake. But people forget that that first Brendan Fraser Mummy movie restarted the Mummy, right? And bore five or six different yeah. films, right? And you know, to be fair, if you go back and you look at the original Karloff Mummy film. It's kind of a boring movie. It not is much, a boring yeah, movie. Not much happens. And the monster sucks. kind of sucks. Looks great. Yeah. But it's, it's all about atmosphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and the uh, inherent stupidity of your right. supporting cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the werewolves. Werewolves. <laughs> they, they're they not boring, ever. I'm trying to Never. think, like, do we, do we really go through it, or do we want to just talk about some faves? Or One of the names I want to get out of the way. Uh, this this is where I'm gonna go because I know this. Is I know this exactly is. who you're gonna talk about. Who? Paul Nash. Paul Nash. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I was shocked. I was going through this he list of stuff. He did a million werewolf and I'm like, movies. Werewolf, werewolf, werewolf. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Talk for a minute. One, two. I was saying, I you know I I'm convinced Paul Nash is one of those guys that like he was like in the makeup once and he's like this is the coolest yeah. thing ever and. My list has ten instances of a Paul Nashian being involved in some kind of a werewolf movie. Yeah. And it was always that same um, character. Um, shit. He was a baron or something. Anyway, whatever his fucking name was. But he was always that guy. 
And um, Paul Nash, he, people forget, he was like this strapping dude who pretty much did everything. He did. You know, he did vampire movies, he did werewolf movies, he did Frank um, Frankenstein movies, he did... He was like the... Sp- he was Spanish or Mexican? Spanish. Spanish. He was like the Spanish one-man hammer mm-hmm. uh, in- industry. Yeah, I throw a little, like, Takashi Miyake in there, because, like, he'd do a film on a whim. Yeah. On the slimmest of stories. I get to wear a turtleneck and beat people up. <laughs> I'm good. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of them. Um, and they're all... Okay. Yeah. Third, yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys. I think your his impressiveness isn't in his. This is the film that is so impressive. It's this body of work, right? You know that you you look at the all of it and you go, God damn. I remember when I was a kid, not having seen any Paul Nashie films, but having these books, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd be like, God damn it, who is this guy? You yeah. know, and he's like he. He did this werewolf movie. He did that werewolf movie. And he did that. Holy shit, he's in the vampire chapter too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he did that old, old style transformations. The wipes. That, yeah. You know, the, the, as they the, slowly the... added makeup on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His some of his movies are a little wonky, but he was a name that immediately popped up where I was like, holy shit, this guy did a lot of them. Yeah. That name is eluding me too. Count Valdemar. Valdemar. Something. Count Baron. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he was always Run. that barrel-chested dude. Even when he was like an Igor, he was always this barrel-chested dude. And I know people that love his films, which you know, sure, okay. I think that tips in a nostalgia. Like yeah, where yeah. you were when you first saw him. Exactly. Movie. You were a kid and you were watching Paul Nashi films. Yeah. So, so that's somebody who you know, if you're if you're a fan of the werewolf film, check him out. They're they're fun in their in their own way. They're early seventies, mid seventies, and and it shows. You know, still kind of cool. when I talk to people, um, and and you ask, what's your favorite, uh, you know, classical monster? You know, is it a zombie? Is it a vampire? Is it a werewolf? Almost universally, people tell me werewolf. Mm-hmm. And I, I, one, I'd like to ask everybody here if that's the case with y'all, and two. Why? In my case, out of all those things, Frankenstein's probably a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But as far as a generic monster, I like the werewolf better um, than a, than a reanimated corpse. Sure. <laughs> um, and in my case, it's it's for three reasons. One, because uh, the werewolf generally is a horribly tormented creature. It's a, it's a tragedy. Right? Yeah. It's a tragic tale. And, uh, and 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 that I don't know that speaks to a part of me. And two, um, werewolves are fucking cool, man. They're like the ninjas <laughs> of monsters, right? They're not yeah. lumbering. They're like they're nimble and they're 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 gonna fuck you up, right? It's yeah. like a werewolf's gonna be like a mountain lion. He's gonna leap off this thing and 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 uh, do things that other monsters aren't gonna be able to do. And um, three, that thing that we talked about earlier that whole idea of getting in touch with your baser self. You're regressing to... It's like it's like de-evolution, right? Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, and, uh, and I don't know. There's something really appealing to me about being able... I wish we could do that sometimes. You sure. Know? And you? Um, well, the same. I mean, I, I love the fact that werewolves represent not just violence, but sexuality. Mm-hmm. 
and up until a certain point in time they always represented male sexuality but then when you hit my favorite werewolf movie <laughs> also mine. yes indeed uh the company of wolves oh um uh, that was not where i thought you were gonna Tom go i was gonna go ginger snaps i thought you were gonna go really ginger snaps <laughs> no go I, ahead. I, I company love ginger of wolves. snaps but company of wolves started that there would be no ginger snaps without right. company of wolves yeah, yeah, yeah. neil was, jordan yeah yeah i love that movie and You're i doing I, good I, stuff i kind of just love the idea that there's this thing that can break you open and let everything that's in there get out and rampage in yeah, that yeah, movie yeah. literally literally like you yeah everybody. literally yeah. that transformation by the way and it's been done since i didn't they do it in hemlock grove sort of what the snout coming out yeah. of the, 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 the wolf was literally like coming out of your mouth i remember that poster for years just like that is the fucking coolest thing yeah. ever yeah <laughs> go ahead um that's right i just i think they're they're super easy to use for um metaphor <laughs> mm-hmm. um and lots of people have done really good things with them mm-hmm. um they're just a super cool monster i think they're probably uh, of the universal pantheon they're probably my favorite you um i my favorite are vampires but okay. werewolves are cool too yeah. <laughs> uh i you know I'm, I'm i'm back where i was before snouts ripping out of my mouth is is hard to come back from and so it looks cool but there's always that Part of me that goes, Meh. so what I want, I'd love a, a werewolf movie where somehow without using magic, you were able to somehow present it to me where I go, oh, I buy this. Um, I do agree on the ferocity. It's it's us. How many times in line at Ralph's have you thought, eh, <laughs> if only I could just, you know, give this guy a nip in the back of the neck to get him, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, sexuality, I agree with the. What's the Stephen King line about Twilight? It's the it's a young girl struggle between necrophilia and, and bestiality. bestiality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's but it all taps into that rawness and that that impulse. Yeah. It's like my impulse is to to gut you, just as much as my Im, I, uh, impulse to breed. Yeah. Comes in, um, although some might argue that the act of the werewolf biting is breathing, right? If that's how you you further... Right, that's how you propagate. That's but how I've you always do, wondered yeah. about that. I mean, werewolves, they seem very... Like, this werewolf can't die until the one that sired him. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And so at some point, if someone's like, I kind of dig being a werewolf, that really fucks up your equation. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so like, that was added late, though. The only one werewolf at a time thing yeah. was added kind of late. Well, in. you know, and it it makes for an interesting story point. If that's the case, if I if if the only way that um, uh, well, it, what it does is it makes me as a werewolf want to protect um, others. Others. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so the idea of clans and yeah, um, there's that whole what is it? Um, what's the? It's like the Vampire of the Masquerade for the, yeah. There's it's a not gangrel. Version. Yeah, it's yeah, something like that. Rage, mm-hmm. some shit like that. <laughs> and that's very much what they, they they talk about. Yeah, clans and packs and packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. it's it's I I find it fascinating because wolves are so 
not part of our lives today. Mm -hmm. Um, When we hear about wolves now, it's about trying to get wolves back into the wild, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, 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 you know, programs like that. I find it amazing that at one time, the wolf was the... Was the predator that yeah, people how much fucking worried just, about? Um, the grim fairy tales. How much wolves show up? Right. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, especially when, especially taking into into account how close they are to dogs. Yeah. And 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 who and are, dogs who we share our homes yeah, and everything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of those big ultimate betrayals too when your dog eats you. You know, <laughs> um, uh, uh, thirty days a night come to mind. You know, like the idea of here's a village that that is without sun so vampires run rampant has there ever been something done where there's eternal night and there's nothing but it's like somehow the moon is always out it's always the full moon yeah 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 that's been played with has it Mm mm-hmm yeah, nothing's original. Anymore. No, no. I can't think of anything. But I like that idea. There goes that idea. I like that idea. I like the idea of like what if you flipped it and it was werewolves, you know, being a wolf was the regular, then once every full moon you revert to being a man. Being a person, I've seen a yeah. lot of weird stuff when it comes to werewolves. I remember uh in one of my old Warren publications, um you know, these guys go to a planet, you know, it's a science fiction story. Mm-hmm. And the only inhabitants on this planet are werewolves. It makes no sense. <laughs> um, but it was such a weird, you know, it's like, you know, you're expecting some bug-eyed monster. Or, right, you it's know, werewolves. And it's freaking werewolves. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I like to think about with the classic, you know, universal monsters is how versatile they can be with, like, how much you can do with them. Like, um, one reason I like vampires so much is because there's so many different, like, myths about them that you could make something based on any of them right. and it'd seem interesting or different from the others. You um, can have something as varied as Twilight, for example, mm-hmm. and 30 Days of Night. Yeah. Two completely different kinds of vampires. Yeah. Right. And I haven't seen that many werewolf movies, but um, I feel like there's a bit of untapped potential there because Agreed. a lot of the things I found were just like, they seem very similar. Mm-hmm. They just leave a lot on the table. Like, you, you you don't address this. Like, I've always loved... One of my favorite characters in every werewolf movie was um, the Maria Ospenskaya in The Wolfman. Yeah, I yeah. just love the sort of weight that she carries mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. And, um... I love the... I love the fact that she's resolved to fate. Yeah. It's like, she knows what's going on. Yeah. And there ain't jack shit she can do about it. You right, know? right. She And she's pretty glib, if you listen to the intro of this, this very show. She's yeah. pretty glib about how... Her son was just killed, yeah. and she's more concerned with saving this guy right. and, and his potential victims. Um, but I love all that stuff, you know. And I love, I, I love how the within the extension of the uni- Universal monsters, they got werewolves. You started to see them in like monster matches, um, Adam Costello, Mish, Frankenstein, sure. and all that other stuff. Yeah. And um, but I agree, we still left so much on the table. So you know? often when people throw in a werewolf, it's it's always the it's always the animal, right? It's yeah. always the rawr, you know, and right. and there's so much more there that could. That it's could be a, done. any social contract you're dropping a tornado in this agent of chaos, right? And and it's all about either how to capture it or how to deal with it or or what have you. But um, but there, 
God damn it, I know there's more there. It would be know? super awesome to be a werewolf if you could keep your wits about you as a wolf. You'd right. kind of be like a superhero, because you could turn into a wolf and, you know, I'm fuck sure, up bad I'm guys. I'm sure there, I think there was a Marvel <laughs> so. werewolf. by night. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, have you noticed that in movies, anyway, there are basically three forms that these guys come in? There's wolf men, right. who are just furry dudes with a face and, you know, the mm-hmm. little dog face and all that. Yeah. There's straight-up wolves, where they just turn into wolves. wolves. I mean, they may be the size of a bus, like the things in Twilight, but they're just wolves. And then there are the monstery werewolves that are just like in in um, The Howling the and howling uh, Dog yeah. Soldiers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of love the monster ones. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fucked up and weird, and they don't belong in nature. They're my favorite. You know... <laughs> Well, uh, uh, you don't think of this as a werewolf movie, but um, one of my favorite werewolves, um, uh, and 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 thank you to Jennifer for reminding me, um, the third Harry Potter movie. Yeah, uh, Sirius Black. Uh, no, uh, Lupin. Lu- yeah, Lupin, the other Lupin. Yeah. Lupin um, I don't know. Don't throw white but, letters about. But you're, but you're right. That's the movie that Sirius Black pops up in sure. first. Um, there's this like weird gangly. He's like this, like this. I don't know, like the stretched out greyhound uh, thing, um, and but it can be very powerful. But it's just like it's so, it's so odd. It's so mm-hmm. different than what you think of whenever you think of a werewolf. Yeah, cool. I'm br- I, I'm brought to mind how similar this is to Jekyll and Hyde, right? Exactly. I've always said Jekyll and Hyde is a werewolf story. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's just instead of a moon, there's a cocktail. There's yep. a serum. Yeah. But it's that same. Being as I said before, being kicked down that evolutionary ladder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as far as that goes, the Incredible Hulk is a werewolf story. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. Bugs me what they're doing now. A sidebar on that on the Hulk is that I don't I don't want a Hulk that can converse. He's pure rage. Yeah, and that's what it should be. But now they've got him in uh, a buddy. But, Buddy film with Thor. Oh, right. It's a return to. I'm always angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, whole just chatting. Like, he's they're sitting there and he's Hulk. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're a puny. Stuff. Um, we mentioned Ginger Snaps. Let's talk about Ginger Snaps. That's like kind of a combination of things of both a werewolf movie and also a female empowerment movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Goes a little wrong. That's because the men were writing the scripts. <laughs> There's a stunningly weird one called Wolf Girl from 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen it, but I, it's, it's here on my it's list. It's super strange. It's about a girl who's a member of a freak show because she has some kind of wolfy hirsutism. Uh-huh. And she starts going to town to get a cure from this shady person. And the cure starts doesn't really help that. It starts distancing her from her human nature and mm. that's really cool it's super done on the cheap but it's really interesting right and it's got Tim Curry doing a song so what's not to like about that <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah alright I have not seen Wolf Girl but I will check it out Roma Santa that's a good one I've not seen that 2004 that's um, see that's the thing there's a lot of you know a lot of people I you know, they say, oh, they don't make werewolf movies anymore. Werewolf movies are being made all the time. All, all mm-hmm. the time. But they're usually low budget, and they usually go straight to video. Or um, worse. Yeah. Or, what? you know, they just, don't, they just yeah. they don't get their, their proper due. I mean, one that comes to mind is, what is it, Beast of the Yellow... No, I have it in here. Um, Beast of the Yellow Knight. 
John Ashley. It's made in the Philippines. Mm. Oh, cool. And so it's, you know, it's interesting in that it has a little bit of that spin, but it's, it's a straight up. What was it, the, uh, I, I interrupted you. Not, oh, the thing with Roma Santa is it's another is there or isn't there a werewolf. It's about a guy who's probably a serial killer but claims he's a werewolf as his defense, which is kind of interesting. Sure, because that holds up in court. Right. Well, it's 1700, Mike. I buy, <laughs> see, I buy that more than I do. First of all, I, I, I don't buy the I turned into a, a complete wolf thing. Right. The man-wolf thing, um, I have a tough time trying or, or uh, buying. Mm-hmm. The person who is able to let that it off the chain, I right. do buy. Um, and I would, I would welcome that kind of a werewolf where... It, it's not a physical transformation, but it's a, it's it's their paradigm, and it's the fact that they're 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 tapped into now. They're a human with that that uh, exists on pure instinct. I see, and I'm 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 standing on a different rock than you. I think that as soon as you start talking about werewolves, it's almost impossible to not be dealing with magic or spiritualism in some yeah. sense mm-hmm. where where. Uh, where logic kind of goes out the window, mm-hmm. and it just you just have to accept this is what happens. Um, I think it's taking that idea of somebody who's gotten into you know in touch with their id to the extreme. It's like you know, it's not that he was like a wolf; mm-hmm. he is a wolf. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, and I, I I don't I don't know if you're ever. I look forward to it. I hope somebody does. I hope I'm the guy that does it. <laughs> that you get that story. That that that. Yeah, I know it's out there, and yeah. I know it, it's just it's the it's the angle. Yeah. Once once you get that angle, then then the rest of it will all fall into place. I think a lot of werewolf fans like the transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always love the transformation. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't look fun. No, it does not. I'm no. gonna say it. I know that it was a complete train wreck of a show, but the transformation, the first transformation in Hemlock Grove, fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, his eyeballs popped out. That was great. <laughs> like ripping chunks of skin off and flame. That was awesome. Well, that's like the the um uh in Trick or Treat. Right, oh, the werewolf story yeah. in Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. God, I love that. Where they're just like they're just they're peeling these 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 skin suits off. You know, it's like this is not who you know. That mm-hmm. Underneath this human, I'm this, and uh, right. or only they're doing it literally. Yeah. Right, right, and right. It's, right. It's, uh, That's a good segment. It's intense. You know, it, there's a lot of bad movies that I think have cool werewolf stuff in them. Oh sure, uh, Van Helsing. Yeah, so it's a crappy movie, but it's a fun movie. But it's crappy. Yeah. But I dig all the werewolf stuff. Like yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah. You know, um, there's uh, uh, there's so many. You know, it's hard for me because I'm I'm such a an enemy of CGI, <laughs> and that seems to be where you do. That's yeah. how you do werewolves now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Unfortunately. yeah, yeah. I remember when uh, the sequel to American Werewolf. I was just going to say American Werewolf in Paris. And I, I'm like, I've never seen it to this day mm-hmm. because I remember seeing the commercial and going, "Fuck you guys!" And well, I think I think that film was important because it developed the software that lets you do animal fur for other stuff. Sure, but oh, as really? a film, it's terrible. Yeah, I yeah. just didn't even know it existed until I was looking up werewolf movies last yeah. night. Yeah, was, you're like, yeah. what is this? I was and, protecting you, child. And it's just terrible. It was a big deal for like. A month because everybody was so, everybody fell so in love with an American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. I was so excited for this sequel, 
And then I saw the commercial, and this was in the 80s, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, no, no. Yeah, don't do this to me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, watch yeah, that. Yeah. But I, I think um, there, there are lots of really bad ones. I mean, sure. Some of the better ones... You brought up Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers is a great movie because I love it that you. It's blown now, but you sign on, and you're given a. It's it's very from dust to dawn. You're yeah. you're given one thing, and then mid course you suddenly realize that. Holy shit! This is a this werewolf is something movie. Something else. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did think the werewolves were a little sketchy. They were kind of goofy. And <laughs> just yeah. The big long ears. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone clear, like they're walking around clearly on stilts. <laughs> but it's got some great stuff in it. Um, I'm and I and I think I'm I'm happy anytime we see, quote unquote, you know, weird war or military horror. Oh, stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Have you um, seen late phases? I was going to bring up late phases, yeah. <laughs> Nick Dimitri, man. The monster is just like ridiculous, but I love it today. Yeah, yeah. Nick Dimitri's great in that movie. He yeah. does a lot yeah. of the. Uh, he was in stuff like Stakeland and whatever else. A lot of people it kind of uh, shit on Robert Kurtzman's design for the werewolves in that movie. Uh, and <laughs> I, don't think I like. I think that. Well, here's the thing. It's like at this point. Everybody knows what a werewolf looks like, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like you you look, and there's been different versions, but I mean, essentially, it's the same thing. Here was a, here was a critter that was truly something different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, did it say werewolf to me? Not really, but it was just fucking cool. Yeah, and they look great. And uh, well, I just love how people get all up their own ass about like well it doesn't look like a werewolf it's like well <laughs> what's a werewolf <laughs> yeah but, oh, what are you basing that <laughs> so yeah 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 but i think because of all the things we've sort of touched on that's why i think it's so difficult to do a good good one in sure. film because there's so many moving parts and there's it's it's so easy to get it wrong yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um there's plenty of examples on how to get it wrong you know we i i'm glad that we're not turning this into a listy yeah, episode, yeah i'm trying not because to. there's a million there are a million werewolf oh, movies sure. and most of them are bad and a lot of it you get it obliquely like um what, what, uh, there's a minute werewolf reference in what we do in the shadows but it's only like oh, a yeah. glancing blow. i was going to well do you know that that uh uh, what's his last name? Watiti. Taika Watiti. Yeah, yeah. Taika Watiti is supposedly working on a sequel. Yeah. That just involves the werewolf. That'd family. be great. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. I worry about that now that he's has this massive yeah. hit with Thor, but he seems like a guy like, you know. I think that's why that this Thor movie seems to work for so many people is because it's got that his weird humor yeah, yeah, in yeah. it, you know. Um. We talked about a film on the trailer last week or the week before, and it kind of is applicable now. They're making another Wolf Cop movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything I've said <laughs> now goes out the window because Wolf Cop is ridiculously hilarious and it's fun. fun. It's fun. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's silly. And, and uh, when the first Wolf Cop came out, I was on that wave of all these 80 parody, 80s parodies, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was another one, and it, and I was like, yeah, damn, it's a good time, and it's fun, and the but the reason why it works for me is 
the makeup, the suit, mm-hmm. it's solid. And it's, it's all practical. Yeah, yeah, it's not, you know, and it's it, like it could have just as easily been, that that suit could have just as easily been in a straight werewolf movie. Yeah. And that makes a big difference yeah. for me. If it was yeah. some dude wearing a, you know, ridiculous mask or whatever, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been mm-hmm. nearly as enthused. Um, I'm reminded of uh, Underworld, uh, which is its whole other thing. But um, Underworld Awakening, I went to Vancouver and was on the set of. Right. And they had on set full body lichens, like guys in these big suits. They're like seven and a half feet tall. Right. And you saw them like, how does this work? And kind of moving around. Yeah. Um, Which one in the series is that? The fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy those movies. I know they don't really have anything do you know to do with traditional vampires and werewolves. But yeah, yeah. I'm con- I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. I'm convinced that when they sit down to write a new Underworld movie, they, they, they get a bunch of friends and they play some kind of combination of Vampire the Masquerade <laughs> and this werewolf module. Probably. And they just record it. Because yeah. it, it, it plays like... It kind of does. Like it, a D&D thing. You know, the only... Uh, I was asked about those movies earlier today, and I recognize exactly what they are, mm-hmm. and despite that, um, I like them. Yeah, yeah they're fine. I, they're fine. And in particular, the werewolves. Yeah. The werewolves yeah. are great in those movies. The, the designs by, what's his name, Greg? It's a long Greek name. I, I can't remember. No, it's name. Patrick Tatopoulos. Patrick, uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, Patrick Tatopoulos, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they're amazing. They're always amazing. They always look great. Um, and uh, he directed one or two, one of them. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rise um, of the Lichens. Yeah. And um, the only the, my only issue is like I hate this trope of vampires versus werewolves. Right. I, don't, I don't like that. Like uh, I, I don't like it in Twilight. I don't like it in, in Underworld. It was um, very Hatfield and McCoy. There's a movie that was done I don't know a few years ago called Beast Among Us or something like that. Um, something mm, like that. And uh, not on my list. Uh, it's about a werewolf in uh, I want to say it's early uh Revolutionary era, 1700s in America. I like it. And uh, oh, it's very cool. It's very cool. And then they throw in the freaking vampire, who's like the mastermind, pulling all the strings and manipulating oh, all these people. And that pisses me off. I'm like, this was this was perfectly serviceable and fine. Mm-hmm. Without that, why do you have to have that? You know, sure. it bugs me. Hmm. Okay, have you guys seen a movie called Bad Moon? Yeah, it's an Eric oh, yeah, movie. Did you read the book that it's from? No. no oh, no. my God. Get this. Okay, Bad Moon is, is a really fun movie because it's got a great werewolf. It's got tons of gore. It has an absolutely inexplicable, explicit sex scene for no good reason. Yay. And Check. <laughs> Check. <laughs> and it's just all sorts of, of fun. And the main character is kind of a dog. It's like the family dog who knows there's something off with this uncle who's visiting. Uh. And it was based on a book called Thor by a dude named Wayne Smith. And I read this book way before I saw the movie and then I'm sitting here watching this movie going no no <laughs> well it's directed by Eric Red who wrote The Hitcher mm-hmm. right and he's done a couple of films on his own yeah 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 so he's, he was on, some great stuff on um, The Night Crew back when we did that don't you sense. love when you when, when that happens when you have read a book that you've almost kind of forgotten about oh yeah and then you 
you don't realize the movie you're watching is based on it, and you're just that's. Uh, I was a kid, so I was clueless. But I, when I saw First Blood, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I read this book. I read this book like two years ago, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm trying to tell people about it, and they're just like, I'm into the last act. So those were his book, one. right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. he dies in the book. Well, yeah, the, yeah, him and the sheriff shoot and kill each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After yeah. he drags his wounded ass through Bacuano, saying, <laughs> "Well, I ain't gonna end well." <laughs> I know it's on this list that there were like three major werewolf movies in 1981. Isn't that weird? What yeah. happened in 1981? Yeah, there's like a ton of werewolf movies. There was Wolfen, Howling, and American Werewolf in London. Yeah. All came out that year. Wolfen is another one of those werewolf movies that's not a werewolf movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Albert Finney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that movie. Also it's a great strange. book. Yeah. Was, yeah. It's, it, but again, it's not your classical werewolf movies. No. It reminds me of Mort Castle did a story for Spectre's um, Book of the Dead about the homeless population in New York City being all zombies. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I don't know why I brought that up. That's cool. Well, because so much of the Wolfen takes place Wolfen, out in the streets. And, mm-hmm. and, Thank and, you. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But the idea that, you know, something's going on and we're not going to, it's not what you think. Right. That ambiguity is good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know the the Howling and um, and American Werewolf in London. You know share some DNA. Mm-hmm. In that um, Rick Baker, you know John Landis had had talked to Rick Baker for years about doing his werewolf movie, and uh, you know it was just for whatever reason it was taking forever and ever and ever. In the meantime, Joe Dante starts making the Howling, and hires Rick Baker uh, to do these new kind of mm-hmm. you know off never done before effects for transformation scenes where you're actually seeing somebody change in front of your eyes mm-hmm. it's not a wipe it's not an optical right. effect um and uh in the middle of that Landis calls rick baker is like hey man we're ready to go yeah we're going like, uh i already started with uh, he's like fuck you <laughs> so rick baker gives the um the job on the howling to his assistant Rob Botine, who then goes and does this the, the same types of effects for the howling. Rick Baker goes and does John Landis's *An American Werewolf in London*. Consequently, we get two amazing werewolf movies in the same year, w- using the same technology but completely different mm-hmm. feel when it comes to the effects because it's coming through the filters of these two different guys. Right. One's very much in the light, one's very much right. in the dark. Right, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Rob Bottin's werewolves, like, they went nuts with the bladders, right? Like, Homeboy's just like, you know, his whole, you know, face and arms and it's like, just like, you know, it's like... Those which, are some gross werewolves. Yeah. Which makes, makes a little more sense to me. I look at that and I go, oh, here's massive change. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And within that, it, it makes it a little easier to swallow. Yeah. You know, it, one thing about The Howling that's always sad for me is that David Allen did a whole um, stop-motion bit okay. for that movie. At the at the end of the movie, yeah. um, uh, when they're all getting burned in the uh-huh. barn, there's like a whole sequence that he shot, and uh, it wasn't used. Oh, damn. <laughs> Can that, you see it anywhere? Huh? Can you see it anywhere? You can, yeah. or at least at least shot uh, some shots of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You said when you said David Allen, I thought of Dave the the BBC the Irish guy. Yeah. 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 I'm like, what the fuck? I don't remember him. In that, that guy was awesome. That man. guy was awesome. Man, I love that shit. Talk about 
sidebar on that guy. Dave Allen would sit there at a, on a chair and just tell stories. And it was an hour of great television. It was so great. Do you remember the story about how he lost his finger? No. So... <laughs> So he had so the end of one of his fingers is gone, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. don't notice it as you know as he's talking and stuff. He's talking about this. He's telling this scary story about staying in this haunted house, and he's been, you know, they're like, "Can you stay in it overnight?" And and he has this horrible dream, and and something's on his hand, and he wakes up, and he's like, "Ah!" And that's did that's he really? It. Did he bite? No, him? no. But that's the story that he oh, tells. And then he holds up his finger. I'm ready to believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at the clock here. A uh, couple of things I want to talk about just really quickly. Um, big footprint stuff. Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Monster Squad was great because it was an homage to all these universal mm -hmm. monsters yep. that we're talking about. Wolfman's got Nards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Wolfman design in that movie. Go ahead. Is that the one from the 80s? Yeah. Like, With the kids? Yeah. yeah. With the kids? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, fun. Yeah. fun. Um, uh, the Wolfman's design was based on Stan Winston's face. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then Silver Bullet comes up. Silver Bullet with Corey Haim. Corey Haim and I Gary really Busey and Silver Everett Bullet. McGill. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. It's better It's better than the book. I mean, yeah. it's no Monster Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what Monster is? Dog? Monster Dog is an incredibly crap sort of werewolf movie with Alice Cooper that came out in 1984. It's terrible. It's in that whole thing about dog movies, like, uh, what's I the one? Like shitty dog horror movies. I have tons of them. The Christy McNichol thing. The Christy, Christy McNichol thing where she gets a dog from the pound and it's an old... It's a, it's a bar guest. Yeah, it's like a... It's a bar guest, which is, which is an Irish dog demon. And there are Satanists yeah, breeding No, it, that's not demons. the one I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the one where this person inadvertently gets a dog from the pound, and the dog was raised to either, was it by the KKK? Oh. Or Wait, are you talking about white dog? Or white white Wait, dog. What, white dog. White dog. Uh, yeah. um, um, Samuel Fuller. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an intense movie. There's it another is. thing on Netflix now, something about... Um, the image is a person standing in a, in the center of the street, and there's just a hundreds of dogs all around. White God. White God. White God. Mm. That's actually good. Uh -huh. And then yeah, also dogs come, oh. dogs come into play in one of my favorite films, um, Dorm, the Thai ghost story. They they dogs congregate outside. Um, I don't and know what this has to do with werewolves. The Doberman Gang. The Doberman Gang. <laughs> Doberman Gang. Secretly werewolves. Uh, let me see. We talked about American There's a trailer Wolf. we're going to look at today that. Kind of fits into all of oh, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it is. We'll get uh, you'll there, you'll sure. remember when we get there. Um, I want to throw out stuff like Curse of the Werewolf. Um, okay, Oliver so Reed that's my favorite Terrence werewolf Fisher. of all time. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. Mm -hmm. That's For one thing, it was the first time I saw a werewolf that wasn't brown. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like this, like, he's, he's like white and gray, and, and it's, and, 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 Unlike, uh, say, Lon Chaney Jr., where you can't tell it's him anymore, it's totally Oliver Reed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of the makeup for um, the first Universal werewolf movie, um, Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. With Henry Hull. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I didn't, about that. That didn't, be, it didn't become a big hit for mm -hmm. whatever reason. But, that, but it had, they showed a lot more of the human yeah. in, in, the, in the makeup. And I think that's probably why they didn't do that with Lon Chaney Jr. Hmm. Um, 
Evidently the same makeup was presented for both movies, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason the director wanted it toned down in Werewolf in London. Yeah. And I, I think it works. It looks really cool. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It reminds me of the... Um, of the uh, Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. uh, uh, makeup, not not the um, not the Barrymore one, but right. the, the the later one who I can't remember who played it now. Hmm. All right, and then uh, what else am I looking at? I was a teenage werewolf, of course. I'm just mm-hmm. going through the last of my list. Mad Monster Party. There's a werewolf in that. Mm-hmm. Mad Monster Party. Um, the Groovy Ghoulies, man. The werewolf. Groovy Ghoulies. Yeah, the werewolves were always the coolest guy in those bands. They right? were always kind of <laughs> beatnicky and kind yeah. of groovy. <laughs> they, they were, they were like, shaggy. They yeah, were like, man. <laughs> <laughs> wearing sandals and shit. Uh, we talked about trick or treat. We talked about. I mean, some of this stuff is oblique. Um, when tra- I was a kid, I always thought of Animal from the Muppets as being a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Transylvania Six Five Thousand. There's 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 a werewolf in there. Sure. You know, and that doesn't get enough love. Either of you ever seen a movie called Mad at the Moon? No, it's on my list though. It's almost impossible to find. I just found a VHS of it on Amazon. I'm gonna freaking buy it because I haven't seen it in so many years. It's a super quiet, low key werewolf western. About accepting people who are different than you are. It's so bizarre oh, cool. and good. So werewolf as a metaphor for the misfit. Yes. Ah. yes. And it's actually quite quite good. Right on. There was well, you know, and uh, you know, the, whether or not you you like it or not, um, Teen Wolf was a big deal. Teen Wolf and, was a big deal. And it's a big deal now. It's a big deal now with the with the TV series, which I've not watched, but I gather is serious. It's not silly yeah, like the like the it's, movie was. It's like a prototype to what's what's going on on Riverdale. Okay. It's like taking something goofy and making it a little making more serious. It serious. Huh. That Riverdale fucking confounds me. <laughs> and now that they're have talking, you watched it? I have not. It's a CW show, so no. Right. But also they're talking about. Um, there's going to be a spin-off from it with Sabrina the TH, Teenage Witch, right. which they're trying to sell as, like, Kolchak. <laughs> what? <laughs> like yeah, Kolchak. she's going to be, like, this paranormal investigator kind of thing within the world of Archie, which... Okay. But have you seen the comic, the most recent comic of Sabrina? No. It's actually really cool. Is it really? Yeah. They're doing a lot of that stuff. Jango was talking about the new, there's a new Flintstones comic that's yeah, really it's, good. It's, it's like at, realistic and stuff. It's at so our house weird. right now. Is it, it really? It drives nice. Pepper nuts. She's like, why do they look real? Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's not right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good. It's well written. But like while I was reading it, I just couldn't like get it out of my mind. Like, who had this idea? This is the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Every time I see something like where the Flintstones are presented as more realistic, I just think of the Honeymooners. Yeah, that's, it is. that's what it was. True. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm now, sure that the Honeymooners came first. Yeah. yeah. You know what's an interesting, not quite a werewolf movie? Okay, there have been 50 freaking movies called Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. But there's one in 2003. Um, it was filmed in Rome, but it's an American movie about a psychotic little girl who imagines that her dog changes into a thing she calls a werewolf named George, but George is really like a seven-foot man with a cloak and a mask who murders people. (laughs) It's basically werewolf as psychosis. And it's really, it's it's fun and demented, and it doesn't take itself seriously. It's loads of, loads of entertainment. Hmm. Did anybody see the the Red Riding Hood movie that was... 
done with Amanda. Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman's in that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did it. I meant to. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I saw enough to go. I don't need to watch the rest of it. I this. really Just wanted know. it to be good because. Yeah. It looked cool. Man, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It's not Gary good. Oldman. I hear they're they're talking Oscar for his uh, Churchill. Well, sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> I worry because I, I guess it depends on whether or not this Tom Hanks Meryl Streep movie comes out first. <laughs> uh, another one I, I found on my list that really I don't remember werewolves being in Big Fish. Was there? Were there the Tim Burton Big Fish? I don't remember werewolves. It was listed being on, on numerous websites. Yeah, I don't I know. Maybe. Um, I you know one of my favorite werewolf movies has no werewolves in it at all, um, but it's essentially a werewolf movie up to the point where you find out it's not a werewolf, and that's Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. I love that movie. I, I didn't really think about that being a werewolf movie, but absolutely, it totally is. It's a, a great movie. movie. And you, you know, and it's based on the true story of the the beast of I can't remember. Yeah, the, Gats, Insert uh, French name. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, where a, what we assume a wolf was killing people and, uh, they had these big hunts and they finally killed it and, you know, and, mm-hmm. but, uh, but the movie takes that way beyond that. And right. It was right. kind of, it, it was both kind of, it was like, that's a really cool idea. And at the same time, aw, yeah. when you find out that. It's, it's a lion. It's it was, a lion. It's right? an African lion that this guy brought back from Africa and has raised in this. And he made this cool bone wicker skeleton thing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> basket armor. That yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Isn't the Brotherhood of the Wolf the same director who later made the Silent Hill? Movie? Silent Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did another good, great movie. You can find it. It's a cinematic adaptation of the um, manga Crying Freeman. Crying Freeman. Mark, oh, yeah. Mark, Discos- Mark, Mark Dacascos is in it. Yeah. And it's legit. Yeah. There's some great stuff in there. It's a great movie. I, Back I, before Mark Dacascos decided not to fight in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before he be worked on the Food Network. The food Network. Yeah. You know what's not a great movie? Curse of the Queer Wolf, 1988. <laughs> However, it's hilarious and Dude, awesome. It reminds me of that, that <laughs> shitty thing... Um, the Wear Bear, the Chillerama, oh, Tim Sullivan did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Horrible. At least Curse of the Queer Wolf was kind of witty, and the the poor guy who was trying to make it was going up against all odds. He kept having people quitting on him and everything. Sure, but, but it's fun and it's kind of a cult favorite in the uh, I was gay horror nerd community. So pleased to see in Bleedingham this year a werewolf movie. Yeah. Werewolf movies are hard to pull off. Yeah, they are. Especially if you're working with a low budget and stuff. And and we have and if you have a restricted time. Yeah. You know, and you we can only have ten minutes. Yeah. We had a solid entry this year yeah. called Transitions. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, I was very excited to see. They For one thing, there's a monster, and I'm always like, put monsters in your movies, please. Monsters. Yeah. The thing um, about Curse of the Queer Wolf is that nothing they could do with that movie could ever live up to how great the title is. Yeah. You yeah. have a point I mean, there. like, I saw, like, a post on Tumblr that had, like, a lot of notes, and it was just the title, Curse of the Queer Wolf, like a screenshot of the title. Nobody knows the context, and they don't really need to, because, like... So you need. The title says it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Anything else? Werewolves on Wheels. Yay. <laughs> Werewolves yeah, on Wheels. Yeah, that was man. very cool. Yeah. 
Um, I saw that at the, we were talking about that earlier. I saw that at a drive-in with like five other, like four other movies. Here's one that, that stuck out, and I've never heard of this, but I, I think I need this in my life. Um, 1975 TV movie with Michael Parks. Yes, called uh, something uh, Moon, something oh, uh, Werewolf of Woodstock. No. Yeah, I looked at yeah. that. Michael ne- Parks in it, and it's just. Just because Michael Parsons in it, I want to know. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. There was a made-for-TV movie that I remember circa 75, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. And uh, it was something... God damn it. It was something Moon or something. Something Moon. I'm thinking of the same one you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I remember watching it just because I knew it had something to do with the werewolf. I don't remember anything spectacular about it, but I was just so excited that there was a made-for-TV movie. Mm -hmm. Um, that had to do with a werewolf. And, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not finding it. Yeah, it, I think we talked about it on our uh, made-for-TV episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of those. A lot of this stuff is now coming out. I was shocked to see how many werewolf movies are showing up on sci-fi. Mm. And they're all shitty because <laughs> they're on sci-fi. But, uh, you know, yeah. they're keeping them alive. At least they're there. And, yeah. Have either of you seen were or where? You know what? In in the course of this, I saw the trailer and I'm very interested in it. I it's haven't French, seen it right? either, but I, yeah, I really yeah. Want it looked good. It, it does look cool. Lawyer whose client is a werewolf, and it's, it's supposedly got a really really strange creature design, which wow. I'm down mm. with. Right on, right on. Let me see. When animals dream is good. That's another of the sort of feminist werewolf. You know, it, everybody talks about when you're talking about an American werewolf in London. Everybody always talks about the transformation sequence for. For obvious reasons, um, how do we feel about the the, the creature, the final design? Uh, Where's this, this big, weird, big in the shoulders? This big weird. Yeah, you know what my favorite part of that movie is is uh, the subway shot. No, oh, is um, the t- deterioration makeup on Jack. Yeah, on, Jack. On his buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good when they're in the in the porn theater. And he just looks over at him, and oh, you yeah. just see him falling apart. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And um, the world of kind of looks like a, a wild boar to me. It's it's not my favorite. He's, he's very. It's like really he's big in that big. front. And, and it was, I think, it was really smart for them not to, you know, like draws. They don't show him mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. But there's a shot where uh, when the guy in the subway, the guy in the tube, mm-hmm. he, and he falls down the the escalator. And he's at the base of the escalator, and the camera's way up high. And we see him at the base of the escalator, kind of like go, and just barely at the top of the frame. Yeah, you just the barely see to it. Walk in, and you see how fucking huge oh, that thing is. It's massive, right, yeah, yeah, compared yeah, to the yeah, guy. Yeah. I love that shot. I just read that the guy, that guy, the guy that, he's in something else. Like, he's in some... He's in something recent. And God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, you know, some of those dudes wound up in the new in the Wolfman movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the pub. You know, yeah. Uh, I just saw you know Aries Scope, uh, Joe Lynch and Adam Green do this thing um, every year for Halloween, and they did one based around them. What they did was they shot new footage of them as they sit down in the slaughtered lamb, and they're like when they look up, it cuts to the movie shots, and yeah. it was it was very funny. Um, I you know, not not Adam Green, but I would, I, I might consider giving Joe Lynch one of those Universal movies. Yeah, you know, he'll do maybe a, he'll I do don't a know. low budget. 
everything he's done lately, um, I mean, everyone's kind of got off the boat at uh, Knights of Badassin, but Everly was solid. This new thing he's doing, Mayhem, is pretty You know solid. what? Knights of Badassin, I, I don't... I don't get the hatred for it. Like it's it's no worse it's than exactly else. what it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's know, fun and goofy. I know that the production was a shit show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Dinklage on mushrooms. I'd watch an hour of that. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. This new three billboards thing where he tries to pick up on. Um, I forget her, the actress's name. Is he in the movie? Yeah, three he, billboards he's the love interest. Missouri. He meets her and he's like, man, he's like, I really want to go out with you, and she's just like. Really? <laughs> yeah, and there's like a whole love thing in there. That I think it's pretty great. That movie looks great. It looks great. Yeah. Um, let me see. Nothing to do with werewolves. Uh, I'm trying to see, just pick up some <laughs> loose change here. Um, Full Eclipse, the Anthony Hickox, who also did a werewolf in Waxworks. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah, cool yeah, yeah. werewolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, there's plenty of... Uh, there's lots of werewolf movies beyond... Um, the Howling and American Werewolf from London. Sure. Here's another one. This might be the one that you're thinking of. Moon of the Wolf. That's yes, it. that's it. David Jansen from The yes. Fugitive and Barbara Rush. Yes. TV movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. David Jansen essentially still in The Fugitive. <laughs> I still, I clearly remember shots of that movie. That had nothing to do with the werewolf. <laughs> I know, right? So let me see. I'm just trying to pick up some things. Rats are coming. The werewolves are here. Andy Milligan. That Amanda Zyfried movie you mentioned. Yeah. Produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. Dude. I, like it, so it, fuck that guy. It should have been okay. And it's so not. I got another one. Scream of the Wolf. Written by Richard Matheson. Directed by Dan Curtis. Wow. Another TV movie. Wow. Why have I never seen that? I know. Um... Uh, Tomb of the Werewolf, directed by Fred Olin Ray, starring Paul Nashie. Um, we're going to skip all the Twilight. Good. <laughs> Yay. Um, shit, I think that's it. I got a bunch of little stuff, but it's it's nothing big. I'm still I'm still waiting for the big, bad, blow-my-socks-off werewolf movie that I've been waiting for since an American werewolf in London. And the Wolfman was almost that. Yeah. Um, I like the Del Toro idea. I think he not only would he bring a good sense, a narrative sense, but he'd also bring a powerhouse of effects. Yeah. Um, and he and he's one of the few guys that, that does a great job of marrying. Well, he has such a rich background in... in you know, more and more I feel like Every story's been told, and now it just spins on the ball. Yeah. And when you take, like, the werewolf pass through any culture, you're going to get different spins. Yeah. And I think that's that's where it's interesting. I mean, there's everything, every story you need to find now, you can find in old mythology. Right. And we were just, off, now, Mike, we were talking about lore and how so often on those episodes of the, his show, I hear these things, and I just think, my God, that would make such a great great story and no one's ever heard of it yeah so yeah. Right. the more I think about it the more I think Del Toro actually would be really good for a universal like movie because mm-hmm. like he did vampires really well with Kronos and um a blade uh, he's doing um the shape of water which yep. is like the creature from the, the, creature Black, from Lagoon. the Black Lagoon yep. yeah it's the return of the creature right 
Is that the well, movie he's I, essentially making? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna compare it to one of the original movies, um, it would be more like uh, uh, Revenge of the Creature. Revenge of the Creature. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was there's a whole love interest. But I but I really see it as Abe Sapien's. Yeah, you had said uh, that on the show before. I think it's great. Story. That would be a great reveal at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I mean, because it's all there. But you know, I mean, he's set for years. He wanted he. He wanted to make the Creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, reboot or remake or whatever. Right, and there was a while there where his name was attached. Yeah. Right. So it's like, what do you do? Well, you do your version of it, and, and mm-hmm. you don't call it the Creature call from the Black else. Lagoon. And that's what people need to do more often. God damn it. Don't call your movie I, Frankenstein. Call it something else, you know. Um, I, every t- I cringed in that movie every time they said... Frankenstein. I'm just like, stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a surname. Have you seen there was a meme about the end of Frankenstein? Someone has gone in the li- a library book and wrote handwritten where it's like, I'm, it's okay if you call me Frankenstein. I'm really Frankenstein's monster. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, again, werewolf, solid. Yeah. I kind of get the idea that, like, this is one of those topics that, that, that you. This could be the werewolf podcast. You could pick well, they, a movie yeah. each week and yeah, yeah, just yeah. talk about this forever and ever and ever. The thing yeah. is, though, I went to a list on IMDb of like 196 werewolf movies. Only like, like I don't know, 30 or 40 of them had above even five stars. Well, that's that's, that's just the problem. It. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the problem. It's it's quality, finding the quality and and that kind of stuff. But I'd love to see I'd love to see something done right. Yeah. So. All right. I thought, is it or isn't, or aren't they real? We're Thylacines movie. Wasn't that terrible? Oh, hmm. wow. Was, what's it called? Uh, Rare Breed or something like that? It, it came out with one of the eight films to die for things, so, you know. Mm, I, but it's not the, that bad either. The yeah. Thylacine by itself is just so yeah. fucking cool. Like, like man, I. I hope they're still out there. Me too. I do. <laughs> I hope they're still out there, and I hope that nobody finds them. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> we've actually gone longer than we normally yeah, go. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. So we'll take a break, and we'll be back in just one second. Okay, so we're back. Yeah. Werewolves, buddy. Werewolves, damn it. <laughs> I just love how <laughs> we, we get together every week and we spin an hour out of the thinnest. <laughs> Not thin, but like there's 
it's it's great. Uh, let's see. Going th- a lot of people died. Yeah, a lot, and we're gonna go through them. Uh, Earl Hyman, father of the. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> grandfather. He was the grandfather. He was the grandfather on the Cosby Show. Yes, he was a musician and a few other things. Yeah, and, he was a, another one of those movie helper guys that you yeah. see all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to pick the, the the obscure ones first. Mona Fong. Um, she was the wife of Run Run Shaw. Oh yeah, and she produced a fucking everything. Bunch of those movies. Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin. Yeah. She was in her eighties, and supposedly she was. Yeah. Like a woman operating in Asia in the film industry and not even, you know, fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Um, this is a big one for me. John Hendricks. Um, he he was in a band called Lambert Hendricks and Ross in the sixties. Mm-hmm. They developed a style of music called vocalese. Um, vocalese mostly known now by the people like the Manhattan Transfer it's where you take a song that is an instrumental and whatever the melody line of the sure. instrumental is you put words to it it's what people tend to think of now as acapella yeah, 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 it's like, yeah so it's but like, it's specifically like Al Jarreau did a version of Chick Corea and Return to Forever Spain right. and instead of it just being the melody line he's using words it's what Bobby McFerrin yeah, does yeah. yeah Bobby McFerrin but Manhattan Transfer they did a whole record on that Hendrix was on and he was a powerhouse Lambert Hendrix and Ross were a big deal once upon a time sure and no one knows about them now and I say look them up now we start hitting big ones today Rance Howard died um, Ron Howard, Clint Howard's dad. He's dad. a character actor. He was in a lot of Ron's films. He's a face. Look him up. Rance yeah, Howard. You You'll go, oh, that guy. Totally recognize. Fans of the show would recognize him from uh, uh, Ed Wood, is a yeah. good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. always that guy, that, that sort of glumpy local. Yeah. Uh, Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> That guy died, and then he came back, and then he died, and he came back. It was like three or four days there. Uh, I'm shocked that he lived that long I in prison. I am too, uh, in his to 80s. be honest, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Have you guys seen Old Man, the animation about him? About Charles Manson? Yeah. No. It's no. an animated conversation actually with Charles Manson. You've got to look it up. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Because there's... Tom, we always talk about Tom Snyder on this show, and Tom yeah. Snyder did a whole hour with him once. Yeah. And that was heavy. That was heavy because... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know, like, what, you, you know, I was got the idea there was, like, people on the side with, like, cattle prods, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, that, I remember that being really ballsy, like, yeah. sitting down and talking to him. It was him. a big deal. And then they found out that he was just another, just a crazy just guy. Just a nut, yeah. Uh, Della Reese. Yeah. No one remembers Della Reese, but Della Reese was huge. Everybody remembers Singer, Della she had her own Reese. show Dude, yeah. in the 70s. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. She, her most known for, as the, uh. The main driver behind Touched by an Angel. Yes. Because she found uh, Jesus pretty late in life late in and life then and, yeah. bit down hard. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Malcolm Young from ACDC. ACDC. Yeah. Uh, diagnosed a few years ago. Yeah, with dementia. Dementia. Still, man, 64. Yeah. yeah. Early onset. Well, you know, I also got to ask myself about intake. Sure. Because when you look at Bon Scott, the way he died. <laughs> right. You know. you know that all those dudes were partying hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
sad for for ACDC people, well, sad for Angus Young because in October, their elder brother, who had been part of the Easy Beats Mm -hmm. and then became the producer for ACDC, he passed away in October. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a good time to be a young. Yeah, no. Yeah. but uh, you know, it it's it's kind of it sucks that it that this only happens when people die. But it's been really good to be to hear how many people acknowledge sure how much of that band was Malcolm. Oh Everybody yeah, everybody thinks of Angus because he's running he's around, running around, and, you know, doing and the singer, you know, is fine. But, but when you think about ACDC, ACDC is it is a straightforward rock and roll mm-hmm. band. Driven by the rhythm guitar, it's yeah. that it's all that, da 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 da, you know, and all that noodling and stuff on top of yeah, it. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, Phil Rudd is a terrible drummer, but for ACDC, he's perfect. Yeah. it's like Mick Fleetwood. People call Mick Fleetwood the human metronome because he's <laughs> oh right yeah, on yeah. The fucking beat. Yeah, there's no splashy Mm-mm. stuff. Yeah. It's just they, you want me to hold down four. Here's four. Yeah, and it's they hard. know the role in the, yeah. in the in the band, and they do that role. Absolutely. Um, the the thing about um, <laughs> I I uh, this came, brings to mind something. Uh, Angus Young was saying in an interview one time. He's like, it pisses me off. You know, people say you guys did 16 albums of playing the same damn thing. He's mm-hmm. like, no. We made 17 albums playing well, the yeah. same damn thing. Own it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you what. They're great drops. Yeah. You know, um, there's a great YouTube video you can find now. Uh, after Malcolm died, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters did Let There Be Rock. Yeah. At a live show, and it's it's badass. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really good. Uh, Let There Be Rock is one of the great yeah. rock songs. Favorite ACDC song? Oh, um, it, it's been overplayed a lot, but I really like... Um, a long way to the top. Okay. I, I don't know the name of it. Yeah, it's a long, long way to the top. Yeah. You? Uh, Not probably because I heard it when I was a, a kid at Dirty Deeds. There you go. Sure, Are sure. you a fan? <laughs> yeah. I mostly just listen to electronic music. I don't know. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> no. Whole lot of Rosie. Yeah, oh, God. Whole lot of Rosie. I can't even right tell now. you how many nights I whole played that fucking song back, just back in the day and just having it. It's just yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that one. Mel Tillis. Yeah, Mel Tillis. Yeah, Mel Tillis. Country singer, actor, best known, I think, because he stuttered. Right. And um, a a regular on Hee Haw for folks. Hee Haw. He was like on a lot of those shows, like Glenn Campbell show and whatever else. I think he might have been in a Jerry Reed movie. Really bought into the the fact that he stuttered and and played up that as a comedic element. Yeah. Um, I don't think he stuttered that bad in real life. Pro- probably but not. He might have stuttered a little. Yeah. And, you know. It was back in the day when you could laugh at someone that stuttered the same way you could laugh at Foster Brooks about a guy being drunk. Right. And an airline pilot. Yeah. It's not so funny anymore. Right. <laughs> uh, and then fr- a big one in my house, is, and this is the last one, is David Cassidy mm-hmm. on the Partridge family. Uh, he did an in store when I worked at Tower years ago, and uh, he was a complete dick. <laughs> yeah. So, well. you know. He really wanted to promote this the new record, and everyone was there for Partridge Family. I find that a lot of times the folks who are that way mm-hmm. are the ones who were on top and then kind of fell out of favor. Well, he really wanted this record to do well, and so we were playing the Partridge Family's Greatest Hits, and he goes, Hey, anyone want to hear my new record? And no one said anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was... he. Um, uh, I don't remember reading. What, what did he... 
died. Well, he had been diagnosed with dementia, mm. and that was happening. Mm-hmm. And but he also went into organ failure, and he was he had had some DUIs in the past. So uh, I have a feeling it was a, a drinking thing. Sure. Um, I stumbled upon a YouTube video of him performing live recently, doing Echo Valley six three eight oh nine or whatever that fucking song's called. Right. And it's great. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't get to that level without. You know, little known fact of the Partridge Family, a lot of the music that the Partridge Family played, the backup band, was the Wrecking Crew, mm. and also um, Wendy Melvoin and Lisa Coleman's da- dads, mm-hmm. who, Wendy Melvoin and Lisa Coleman from Prince's New Power Generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have their Wendy and Lisa and, and that kind of thing. Um, they're doing a lot of music on cartoons now, um, but they were all oh. session musicians and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, it was a big deal. When I... I can't believe I'm going to say this. Um, when I was a young boy, um, early teens, David Cassidy was the first celebrity anyone ever goes, hey, you look like that guy. Uh, and I yeah. thought, yeah. Uh. It was later that I got fat, and they were like, you look like a fat Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But um, it was a big deal. And my wife especially, she, you know, it, it, she has heroes, and, and weirdly, David Cassidy was up there. So... Who was who was who was your uh, teen? Did you have a teen? Uh, I don't know, pop star that was plastered on your wall. Oh gosh. Um, In my house, it was Bobby Sherman. Yeah, Bobby that, Sherman. That, that hey, remember big, the TV show he had? He had yeah. the old TV um, show. Alice Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was talking to someone to, yesterday about this. How it used to be, you had three networks. And that's where you got all your information. It was a point in the TV. You didn't have the internet. So if you wanted to have these images in your life, you bought Tiger Beat or mm-hmm. these different magazines. And right. you cut them out and you would tape them on your wall and the tape would go yellow and strip the paint off. Yeah. How big of a space on my wall did Gene Simmons occupy? A lot. Yeah, really? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it was different. Fandom, I think, was different there. I don't want to be the old man on the porch and said, oh, we, we wanted it more, but you, we kind of did. You did more work. Yeah. You did more work to get the information. Yeah. And I think you held on to things more because they weren't, you had to work to get them. You it weren't, they weren't just like, I can't just click and, yeah. and see Danger Island or... or so that, it's, that, it's that old thing, right? Like, I hand you a gun, anybody can pull that trigger. I hand you a knife, you got to learn how to use yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. But the, I was shocked at how many went. In this last week. Yeah, it was a lot. We're gonna buzz through news. Some of this you're not you're not gonna not gonna care about. Uh, Jude Law was cast as Captain Marvell and Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. What? <laughs> I know. Jude Law. There's a character called Marvell. Uh-huh. Mar comma Vel. Yeah, yeah. And somehow it's in it's in <laughs> he's in the Captain Marvel movie that they're doing uh-huh. that is somehow obliquely related to Was the, it is it me or was like Shazam always like the, the Walmart this is different. The, like the Kmart version of Superman? <laughs> Kinda. Of. <laughs> but in reality, Shazam if I, you guys can, the audience can correct me on this, but he's more powerful than, he's like the power guy in, well, um, he better, because he wears a stupid outfit, <laughs> like, he's, he yeah. better have something to Well, they're rolling one up. out. At some point, they're doing yeah. this Captain Marvel movie with Brie Larson, and then The Rock is doing, you don't care about any of it. The Rock, <laughs> The Rock is doing Black Adam, and then the, they just cast a guy to play Shazam, okay. for the Shazam movie. 
that may all change now that Justice League is going into the toilet. <laughs> so, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Ar- Darren Aronofsky split, which tells you don't make a movie with someone you like. Yeah. Because they made Mother, and I think that m- may have put undue pressure. But anyway. I love that movie. Just saying. Mother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's one of those really things. Good. It's really, it's pretty polarizing. Yeah. You know? That's probably because it's like an art house movie that got a wide release. Yeah. And like a lot of people went in expecting just a horror movie. Right. Well, it was packaged as sort of this Rosemary's Baby thing. Right. And yeah. then what you got was this allegory for the Bible or some shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Jordan Peele says he's looking to do Get Out 2. And I'm asking, get further out? <laughs> <laughs> get out too, get, get out. Get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't understand, but that guy, I'm starting to get worried because he's doing the Twilight Zone, he's doing this. Doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. like... David Lynch says there may... Twin Peaks Season 2, Season 2, mm-hmm. or Season 5 is a possibility. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. For the first time in forever, people gave a shit about what David Lynch was doing. Right, right. <laughs> and so... Well, and for the first time in forever, people were paying attention to truly avant-garde yeah. filmmaking. Right. Because mm-hmm. like, I know people that are fans, and they go, I have no idea what was going on, but yeah. I loved every minute of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved the new season. It was great. This is going to kill you. <laughs> Dynamite Comics announced a new comic series, Kiss in the Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Man, do you remember you Kiss in the Phantom? Phantom of the Park. Yeah. Like the band Kiss. The band Kiss yeah. meets Ash. Oh. <laughs> uh, surrounded by deadites. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, Kiss in the Phantom of the Park was terrible. Yeah, yeah. That was back in the day when Marvel did a big deal because... Kiss came to the Marvel office. Yeah, they did. They had a nurse draw vials of blood, blood, and they dumped the blood into the red ink. That was the episode that the comic it, was printed. I heard an over. interview with Gene Simmons the other day. He was like, you know, uh, you know, thousands of years in the future, uh, when the aliens <laughs> gonna, come. Don't tell me. He's <laughs> like, the only thing they're going to be able to find are these old Kiss comics, yeah. and they're going to uh, uh, be able to extract human DNA from the... Yeah, they're uh, going to clone him. So they're like, so Kiss saves the humanity? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I love the Gene Simmons impression. Second of all... Only Gene Simmons would think that we're going to direct cloning science to bring him back. Um, another thing on Gene Simmons, go online, you can find... When they were doing Gene Simmons Family Jewels, yeah. they did a thing to promote it, and it was a roast of Gene Simmons. And it's it's a straight-up roast, and it's, it's brutal. Yeah. My favorite line in it is uh, Lisa Lampanelli says introduces Danny Bonaducci and like Gene Simmons is on the dais Tommy Lee's on the dais a lot of musicians are on the dais and she goes Danny Bonaducci he was the only one that was in a good band <laughs> which I thought was such a great line oh. uh, Walking Dead's ratings are at a six year low shocker yeah they don't do something fast Negan nude scene I'm just saying yeah well. Well, I think that's—I think that's a certain. Well, yeah, I think that that's a. I think that's the only reason, like a certain demographic, watch the show now is because of that guy. Well, I think that he's—he's such a powerful character. So I would argue that I mean, ultimately, you got to kill him. 
if, oh, yeah. if you're going to move forward, and it sounds like they are, because at some point they're going to get to the whisperers, they say. Um, I'd like to point out that this was an audio medium, so you couldn't see it, but my mom raised her hand when they said it was a certain <laughs> But yeah, but I get all that. The problem is, is that there's all this other nonsense going around. And, and I just don't understand it. And, and we we talked about this before we we got together here at coffee. How utterly stupid the death of this tiger was. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, oh, and just the fact that there's a fucking tiger. In, well, I don't like, care what the it's circumstances are. It's this guy's are. dog, and He's, it can tell the good guys from the bad guys on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just so so utilitarian. But you almost get the feeling like someone. Finally, the bill for the CG tiger came in. Someone looked at it and went, oh, fuck no. <laughs> and we need to kill this thing fast. And again, when you tell me I've got a horde of zombies surrounding a tiger, I'm okay with you killing the tiger, but it's going to be just Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's going to And be. it's going to go down a lot quicker than that did. That fucking tiger went down like Rick Grimes' horse <laughs> in the first episode. It's like, ugh. so I don't know. They got to do something. And as I've said before, I said it. Thing, I could fix this in an episode. I could too. They all fucking die. You the zombies kill- win. <laughs> That's it. You kill Rick. You kill Rick. You throw everything into chaos. You make a new leader bubble to the top. You divorce yourself from the comic timeline and now you're off and you can do whatever you want because now everyone goes well this is only going to last so long because we got to get to the whispers this is only going to last so long because carl needs to get shot in the face or whatever <laughs> um so you got to sever that if you're going to fuck with it you got to sever with it i just think it has way overstated its welcome I, yeah I, you know like I, I i still stand i'm eighty thousand words into a zombie novel so i have to believe that it's still a viable platform right. for storytelling. And I think that you can do it. This week, they're introducing, somehow they're doing a Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead crossover, which just makes me ill. Hmm. Anyway. I don't know. Moving on. Gareth Evans, who did um, The Raid, yeah, is doing a series for Showtime called Gangs of London about a gangster in London who is killed and a power vacuum happens made by the guy who did the raid. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I don't know much about it. Peaky Blinders with violence? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Conjuring writers are rewriting the Russian horror film The Bride, which I know nothing about. I know nothing about it. Which makes me ask, how many more Russian horror films do I not know about? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Who knew? Yeah. That there was such a huge film community sure. going there. Uh, Murder in the Orient Express is the last one, and we'll move on to trailers. Murder in the Orient Express already has a sequel. Yes, it's called Death of the Nile. Death on the Nile. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but they've already, with based on the success of this, this, this. I went and saw. It. I, I went and saw. You it. went and saw it. I did. I went. Is and it saw good? It. Yeah, it was. I, I was really surprised. I, I can't didn't imagine. Not being good. I, I was going as a favor uh, with a friend, and it was like a Tuesday afternoon at noon, mm. and I thought, well, no one will be here. The place was fucking packed. There was wow. like almost no seats. Yeah, I love that stuff. There was a great BBC series on Poirot. Yeah, that was it was awesome. And well, and, and see, and my thing has always been, I've always found that stuff to be too dry for me, and I'm I've not been able to get into it. 
and this they did a good job of making this Ken Fronham did a good job of making this palatable to a mainstream audience yeah and it, there's a lot of humor in it um, so it was fun uh, definitely needed an editor way too long mm -hmm. um, but that's true of almost every movie we talk about anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah but it's good it's yeah, I remember the early ones with Peter Ustinov is but pro. cinematography is great the art yeah. deco design on the train is great the costume and I love the what I call the, the Romarian idea of like we're in a confined space yeah. and we're 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 in a power yeah. or, uh, we're in a pressure cooker yeah. now and we're stuck yeah all right that was all the news moving on to trailers um mixed bag a real mixed bag yeah Starting with The Mercy, it's a true story of a guy, directed by James Marsh, who did The Theory, theory of Everything. Mm -hmm. It's about a guy who was a regular dude who entered this prestigious race. To go around the to world. To go around the world, and he fucks up. And he yeah. realizes that he's so far behind, and he cheats. Yeah. And calls in where he is and where he's not, and he ends up getting found out. Um, strong cast. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Uh, Rachel Weisz. Yeah. Um, the story's compelling. It looks a little... It looks cool. I mean, it's nothing I'm going to go rush out to the theater to see, but mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I think it looks... I'd throw it on my Netflix yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point. It looks good. Fair enough? Yeah, you know, one of those days when you've got the flu and it's too hard to change the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've seen the, you know, that episode of Star Trek that's on. <laughs> well, the idea, you know, it's what I love is the idea of a guy just trying to do, do the right thing. Comes, yeah. Not, I don't know about noble. Winning a race isn't really noble, but he does it, and then now it becomes it's it takes on a life of its own. The right. lie becomes everything, and then having to deal with the fallout when you when you're discovered. right because the country was like yay they were yeah. it was the everyman yeah. that could win. Um, next up, Bullethead. Robbers trapped in a warehouse. That's the one with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. What I find interesting about this is it's directed by Paul Solette. Paul Solette is best known if you've ever seen the Adam Green short about Jack Trop, about the guy ma carving the pumpkin and he's yes. constantly hearing himself. Yeah. That's Paul Solette. Um, he's done a couple of other films and he's a good director. Got Malkovich. Yeah. It's got uh, Adrian Brody. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, it's a heist movie. It's that, it's that one more heist movie. You yeah. Know. yeah. 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 One more job. And they're stuck in this warehouse, and there's a There's cops outside. There's cops outside, so they can't go outside. But there's a fucking... At first, you think it's a monster. Or yeah, but it's a dog. It's a big-ass dog. dog, it looks like <laughs> Man, that. that bums me out. I would have liked if it was a monster. Right? That yeah. would have been cool. Yeah. But and a like, dog... I, I paused it when the dog showed up. It's just a cute dog. Like, they didn't do much to, like, make it look scary or, like, intimidating. <laughs> it's, like it's just Benji's a dog. Benji's pissed. Yeah. And he's <laughs> back for more. I yeah. do love that scene where like Brody's like hiding in the piano. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. And the bead of sweat drips yeah. and hits the, and hits one of the strings yeah. and gives him away. Like, oh, I shit. love that yeah. stuff. And it's cool. all I love all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks I, cool. I'm not going to a movie theater for this, but I might. I'll throw it on my rental queue. Yeah. yeah. Quiet place. Emily Blunt, Blunt, John Krasinski. They're married. He Krasinski was in the Office. I want to say. One, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, he's directing it. His first directorial debut has something to do with a family that lives in a house and they have to be quiet. Yeah. 
They converse by hand signals. It sounds like there's some monsters outside. Something. Something that if they hear them, they'll come for them. And I mean, they're to the point of even when they're playing games, they have little pads underneath the the game pieces so that they don't make noise. Yeah, on the any pile. noise yeah. is going to... Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, something goes wrong and there's a big noise. Yeah, it's, it's in the trailer. What is it? The kid drops something, or he, he accidentally knocks over a, a lantern. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and if yeah, and that gives him away. Yeah, I'm intrigued. It kind of <laughs> reminded me. What was the movie just recently about the the dude in the woods? Um, it, they come at night. They come at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of reminded me of that, where we're we're in our house feeling. and we got to be quiet and blah, blah, blah. yeah. Uh, the fact that Emily Blunt is involved, mm-hmm. and the fact that she can do anything, but she's doing this, and it's it's his first film, it just feels like this is going to be a really pure expression of that guy. Sure. And what films he's capable of, because before they start putting his film on it. Next it's, up. It's a cool wh- idea. White, the White King, Dystopian Future. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank on this one. The Return of Nazis. It's very Orwellian. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, 1984. Very 1984. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Bla- um, not black. Not Nazis, but I mean, a very like Nazi-like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very kind of felt a little like Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, sure. There was the... I clearly it this in the news. Yeah. Like, I don't... <laughs> <know. That's laughs> clearly it didn't make that big of an impression. Next up, The Party, dark comedy with an all-star cast shot in black and white, directed by Sally Parker, who did Orlando. Yeah. This um, looks like just people chewing scenery. Yeah. I'm all in. It looks, Didn't it look good? <laughs> it looks, kind of looks good. What's the, what's the main actress's name? Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. She was the main actress in The Station Agent. Um, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> gosh darn it. Anyway, it looks great. Yeah, it, it's very quirky, very odd, very... Yeah, being John Malkovich, kind of not not as goofy as that, but it's also again people being thrown together in a place, yeah, and they're kind of stuck there for different yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't and that way? Have we, haven't we all gone to dinner parties and yep. felt trapped there? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the same way that these other characters yeah. are. Uh, I'm gonna skip over those two and go to this in the end. Um, Shanghai Job, Orlando Bloom, Simon Yam. This has now been released under four different titles. Yeah. Which scares Not a good, yeah, not a good sign. It's yeah. a, it's a, essentially Orlando Bloom going and making action films in Asia. Yeah. Um, which I guess there's a reason. Uh, I don't know. I, I really just, didn't care. I don't care. Nah. I didn't really care. I put it in on the list mostly just because I thought it was interesting that Asia seems to be the place where old actors, when they can't get a big gig here, they go there. Yeah. And they, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's been a long time tradition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the commercials and all that other stuff. Clint Eastwood going to Italy. Right. Right. Um, Inoperable. Daniel Harris Horror. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Dan- I love Daniel Harris. I think she's she. I've interviewed her. She's very very nice, and uh-huh. she she seems to have her head and heart in the right place about trying to make horror films. The sad part is, is that you know she's forced to pal around with people who just aren't talented yeah. enough. You know, and I I even include people like Adam uh, Adam Green in that. Sure, sure. I fucking hated those Hatchet movies. I can't remember what this this trailer. Something I like her, but it 
looked like a bad horror movie. It looks like sort of medical horror, something about she's in a hospital or something. I remember shit. there's like an autopsy where we're seeing somebody split open or yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like I've seen it a million times. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Lies We Tell with Gabriel Byrne. A man keeps a secret for his old boss, something to do with a mistress, and by by keeping his secret, it creates havoc in his own life. Yeah. This sounds like feels like Oscar bait. It <laughs> feels like sort of a um, art house, you know, yeah. pop boiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gable Byrne is great in everything. Mm. Yeah, okay. so that's you know, true. I don't know. I just didn't. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. That's the sad part of it. And this is when you think about the fact that this is only half of what got right. released. Right. There's, there's so the many. stuff that I look at and I just go, oh, there's no way that, you know. We're even going to. Uh, let's see. This is on a Netflix thing. Um, Jessica Alba, Vincent D'Onofrio in a dark comedy called El Camino Christmas. Looks very quirky. Uh, almost Coen Brothers. Almost Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that looks funny. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, again, uh, I'll throw it on there. Yeah, on the queue. Definitely, uh, you know, Netflix is a good place for it because that's the only place. Netflix I'll watch is just it. most some of the things that I thought were going to be features. Um, Godless is a Netflix series yeah. that just came out and getting great reviews. Yeah. So I, has somebody watched uh, Whatever Happened to Monday? Or, 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 mm-hmm. No, not on the queue. It, it looks, looks good. good. It yeah, looks good. I like they, the idea. Yeah, you know. Um, Muse, psychic horror with Franca Potenti. I bring it up just because it was directed by Jaume Balaguero, who did Wreck the Nameless in Dark Darkness. Uh, this looks like just a psychic horror film. Yeah. Is it just me, or it's, it just it so feels many horror films come out now and they're terrible. They're just, I like the look of it. They're just Do you? lazy. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. I like I like the old lady. Yeah. Yeah, she looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll I'll probably see. give it a try. <laughs> well, I love I love that guy's. I like the nameless. Yeah, and I liked uh, the other one I just mentioned, darkness. Mm-hmm. So you know, wreck is what wreck was, and you know you can't. It's you can't really deny what all that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final two, uh, Incredibles two. Yeah. Uh, very Yay. short teaser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all on board. I love introduction, the introduction of the baby. Yeah. The they chaos. have a lot to live up to, though. I know they do. <laughs> I, I, my only, my only fear is that Jack Jack becomes Baby Groot, you know, and it's all about you know having cute Jack Jack. Don't that get me wrong, be... Jack Jack's adorable. Um, but I want, but is he? I want a story. Oh, I think he is. I yeah. mean, after things like, I mean, we've worked it with like Baby Boss and all that other stuff. Now, fuck and that. Someone was saying that they think that. Pixar should do a musical. <laughs> and I think, you know, with it's because of this Coco movie that just mm-hmm. came out. But I would, sure. I think Pixar should make a live-action, fucking balls-to-the-wall action movie that scares the shit out of people. <laughs> and just... I, I do. I think that... I I think they should. Children Man, coming they have great storytellers. Like, yeah. like I agree. You know? <laughs> this thing... um. Well, Incredibles was the best fantastic... Balls to the Wall should be the name of the Pixar <laughs> movie. Like, uh, Pixar presents it's Balls It's hard to, the to wall. stand with your Balls to the Wall. Um, <laughs> uh, Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie Absolutely. ever. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and I hope that they're going to continue in that vein. Yeah. And they, but then, 
Go ahead. If Jack Jack were real, he'd be a little homicide machine. Yeah. Well, you got to wonder. Even in this trailer, he's got these laser eyes. Yeah. And, and you know, so if it's if it's not, uh, look at the kid did again kind mm-hmm. of humor, which I don't know that that's. It's directed by the same guy. Anyway. What if it was like in like the Miracle Man comic when Kid Miracle Man just obliterates London? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that you have a strong potential for that. You know, yeah. it's un, it's like a baby rattlesnake, right? It's unchecked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it doesn't know the difference. So. And then finally, Ava DuVarney's Wrinkle in Time. I'm going to wait to say anything. I, I, I did not read the book. You Never read I. the book. My kids did. Um, it was like a childhood thing for me. Yeah, it's one of those things. People of a certain age all read it. Yeah. I always loved it when I was a kid. So yeah? I guess it's like sort of nostalgic for me. To see like this trailer for sure. it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're 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 already signed on. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. I just I look at it. By the like, time I just Mindy Calling and Oprah show up and Reese Witherspoon in goofy wigs and hair makeup. What the <laughs> fuck is I going just, on? All I see is an acid trip. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like leaves are like and just money, and, like money I, everywhere you look. It's like well, that's all CG. I hope it's awesome. I hope that the people like yourself who like Wrinkle in Time dig it. Well, I think that um, I'm excited by Ava DuVarney in the same way I'm just excited by the guy who did is doing Black Panther Mm -hmm. because he's they're they're spinning. It's again, it's that same storytelling told through the eyes of a specific culture, right? And in this case, the black culture and their their outlook on things is woefully just like the Asian culture and, and a lot of the other you know. Um, non-white culture is there I love you tell me that this is a here's a ghost story but it's told from the perspective of the Philippine culture right I'm in yeah 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 even if it's terrible I'm in just because you want to see a different yeah I saw there was an anthology film once I saw from India and I had no idea what was going on you know there was something about a girl buying apples she throws the apples away and then the apples come back and they're on mm. her bed and I guess everyone's really afraid and it's culturally I'm sure it has some big significance right but I had no idea what the fuck was going on mm. but it's interesting because it's like I did not see that coming mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing that's like cool about some of the um, horror sequels usually aren't that good but like some of the sequels to the original Japanese The Ring yeah were really cool because they had like all this um, Japanese culture like horror stuff going on right and it right, was right, right, really right. interesting to see. And when you break it down, it's just a ghost story. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that. Trailers. A mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more and more. Better than a week or some. two ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, some of these have been tough. Uh, we'll go around the table. Anyone have any movie recommendations? We'll do some recommendations and we'll get out of here. Um, I don't have a movie recommendation, but I have a book recommendation. It's a book called Sun, or uh, rather Snake Moon. By Ray Manzarek. Oh shit! Yeah, is it fiction? It's a it's a novel. It's fiction. It is a Southern Gothic tale. It takes place during the Civil War in Tennessee, and the guy totally captures what it's like living down there. I was fucking blown away. Covered by Mike Mignola. Wow. Well, when you're Ray Manzarek, and uh, there's a tiny sprinkling of the supernatural in it. It's really good. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Right on. Snake Moon. Check it out. Snake Moon. Movies? We'll go to movies first. Oh, yeah. Well, Roxy and I just did a doubleheader of My Friend Dahmer and Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, wow. Really good. And they were both fantastic. Yeah. Great. 
Is oh, is killing of a sacred deer super weird? It's super weird. Um, it's pretty weird. <laughs> it's by the guy who did the lobster, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy or and gal? dog tooth. And dog yeah. tooth. I fucking hated dog tooth. Did you? I, I hated <laughs> dog tooth. <laughs> Nothing happens. And there's these weird links made up. Is it released by A24? Uh, Same people who probably. released the lobster and a I lot of the so. yeah, films now. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I haven't, I haven't actually seen the lobster yet. I've got to admit, I want to because Whoa, it looks it's, really good. It's uh, get the lobster. It's cool that Colin, you know, what's his name, Farrell is working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People shit all over that Fright Night two he did. This wasn't. It was solid. It wasn't terrible. People were like, again. Fright Night wasn't that good. <laughs> so, and he was also, wasn't he also in the Total Recall reboot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. Kate Beckinsale and yeah. whatever. Right on. The, the thing that, that I found the most interesting about that movie, all the weird shit aside, is that when, when you have that type of horror movie where you have a family where everything goes horribly wrong, usually you establish, oh, there's this nice normal family, da-da-da, mm-hmm. then some element is introduced and everything goes to hell. Almost from the get-go, you realize all of these people are fucks. Wow. And this is in what movie? Which and, um, was this? Death of a Sacred. Okay. Death of a Sacred Deer. Um, it's just, it's really, it starts off from such a strange place that it can only go really strange places from wow. there, which was cool. Wow. And um, I've been trying to decide, like, where it lies on the most disturbing movies I've seen, because... It's one of the movies, if, if not, like, the top, it's one of the top movies that made me the most uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Which is a good yeah. thing. It's really, really good. Oh, cool. Right on. It really did. And with, without anything overtly, you know, gross on the screen or anything, it's just... Yeah, apart I from can, maybe one scene. But it, well, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that bad if you've seen a lot of gory movies. I can't remember a movie that I was uncomfortable in for the whole time like that one. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a really, really tense scene in the ending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Yeah. It's great. Right on. Cool. Uh, we can, he skipped and went to books. We'll go to you for books, too. Any books you want to talk about? Uh, I, well, this is like ancient history. I finally got off my butt and read The Girl with All the Gifts, which is absolutely fantastic, and everybody yeah, should I've read it. I've got the great. movie sitting over there, and I'm excited. Oh, I want to see it now. Right on. Mm-hmm. You, anything? Um, along with those two excellent movies, um, I went to see Blade Runner 2049. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I did, too. Um, it's. I feel like it's very different. It feels like a lot more like epic, like bigger in scope than the original. Mm-hmm. It feels like a very different movie in tone and in like scope. But I, I, I had told someone it's. I thought it was. Im, it's immersive cinema where you yeah. you don't stuff doesn't happen. Get you know, hell's a popping, but you're kind of just. It's like a bath that you're in and you're kind of digging because it's so cool. Yeah. 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 I mean. I wasn't excited about him doing Dune, and now I'm so in. I'm so signed on. I really like his movie Enemy from mm-hmm. 2013. That yeah, was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? Is that no. Enemy with um, Jake Gyllenhaal? No, I'm always confusing those. <laughs> oh. Were you thinking of the double? I was the thinking of the double. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. those were both good. Right on. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go through some of these. Not a lot. Um, go to my website. I, there's one a day. Um, there's a lot of shit in here just because it was on Kung Fu Panda, Nowhere Boy, and Cop Out. But the movie I want to talk about is called Old Partner. It's, it's Asian. Um, it's about an old man who, and his wife who run a small, small, small farm. And the old partner is their cow. And it's all about him, this old man, leading the cow out to work and then working 
and you know the friendship that between him and his wife and the cow um it's really good it's that s- sort of slow you know i'm we're not in a hurry we're not getting to anything mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just sort of you know and the idea that you know that friendship that bond between the old man and the cow is pretty great um as far as books go this week uh a string of pearls came yeah. out, which is my book, Yay. and it's on Amazon. And I'm just mentioning it now because I'm not reading anything A and B. As I said on Facebook, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes, yeah. <laughs> so so go buy that fucker. Um, so there's that uh, music. Anything that you're listening to? <laughs> Look, damn it, I read a book. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I saw someone t- saying Robert Payton is touring big time right now. Well, he just played in town in October. Okay, this is... I'm seeing pictures of them playing. Yeah, Reverend Payton's Big Damn Band is on a big tour. They have been for a while. They, they uh, Anybody who ever gets a chance to go see Reverend Payton's Big Damn Band, God damn it, get off your ass and do it. Um, it it's kind of like... It's kind of like... Uh, there's a quote by James Hatfield pertaining to somebody that we're going to go see in January. There are... Uh, Reverend Horton Heat. Oh, yeah. It's like, if you can't get up for the Reverend, you're a fucking corpse. <laughs> sure. Uh, just really, really good, fun, fun shows. Um, I, I really, I mean, you know, people try to put labels and stuff on these bands and like, you know, oh, it's a Mississippi Delta Blues Swing Boogie Stop Woogie. It. But it's like, yeah, bullshit. It's just hit it's play. Just, it's, 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 yeah, just, it's yeah. good. Aerosmith said it best. Just press play. Yeah. You? Any music? Well, the other night I was coming home really late, and the Weird Alternative Station was playing something I really liked, and they identified it as Blues Trance, or Trance Blues, Mm. and it was really cool and weird, and now I really want to go look up more of it, if more of it exists. Cool. (laughs) So I have have no clues for you other than that. Try, Try to find it if you can. Right on. You? What are you listening to? You said electronic? Um, yeah, I mostly listen to electronic music. Um, I've been listening to the same song over and over, but also, um, recently I listened through, it's not new, but the entire discography of Aphex Twin. Um, okay. Oh, they're great. Yeah, including his, um, side projects. Um, sure. different names. There are a ton of them. There are, like, a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, FLA is that way. FLA, Enigma, mm-hmm. whatever else. By the way, how cool still today is River Johnny? Yes. Yeah. Rubber Johnny is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Apex is great. Yeah, um, also, along with Rubber Johnny, there's the other two music videos um, directed by, I forget his name, but the same guy, but for Apex Twin. There's Come to Daddy, which is just Come like... Come to Daddy is like, yeah. oh my god. It's <laughs> like, what is going on? You want to eat it like... And uh, then there's Window Liquor, which I think is even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's that whole thing, um, like Juno Reactor is in there, that whole mix, and... Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm editing some stuff, and so I've been listening to a lot of music. And so what I've been doing on my Facebook page is every time I listen to a new record, I, I it's like movies. I write up a quick paragraph and throw it up. So I've right. got a, a lot of stuff, and I'm going to go through them really, really fast. Punisher soundtrack, solid. Tyler Bates, it's out now. It's great. Mavis Staples has a new record called If All I Was Was Black. Mavis Staples... Staple singers, singers, I'll take you there, yeah. and it's it's great. It's it's a lot. 
very bluesy, what, what have you. Uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg, the actress, has a record out called Rest. It's way better than Scarlett Johansson's record. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that much. Uh, new Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings is fucking amazing. I, I was I missed the boat on them, hmm. and now it's just good time bluesy kind of rock and roll. Lalo Schifrin they re-released the soundtrack to the Matt Hell movie Murderers Row, hmm. and that's great. New Black Sabbath I can't believe I'm telling you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's their farewell supposedly the their farewell sets called the end. Yeah. Hmm. It's great. I've heard it. It's great. It's, it's like it's one of those things where if you don't own a single Black Sabbath record, you should own this. This is this is and what's it's got doing. all yeah. the hits and it's great. Okay. New Patty Labelle called Bell Homage. Patty Labelle mm-hmm. and she's tearing the pants off it. I'm almost done. LBJ score by Mark Shaman. It's generic soundtrack music. Um, it's very rousing. Uh, <clears throat> soundtrack to the movie Thumper by Pedro Bromfman. Electronic. It's like a ten, lost Tangerine Dream record. Diana Krall's new record, Turn Up the Quiet, is terrible. <laughs> it's uninspired and it's terrible. Um, James Brown reissue, Live at Chastine Park. It's the shit. It's James Brown and the JBs firing on all cylinders and just tearing it up. And then this is going to come as a surprise. Last week I talked about Hozier's record, and he has a hit called "Take Me to Church." Right. My daughter goes, "You've got to hear this," and she played it for me and didn't tell me what it was. And it's a cover of that song, and it's fucking amazing. Demi Lovato, and I'm I'm sitting there going, I'm listening to a Demi Lovato song and not rushing to turn it off. Right, puking. And it blew me away because she was it was great, hmm. you know. So there's that. Werewolves. Werewolves. We're good. We got in under the hour, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, next week, I have no idea what we're doing. I don't either, but it's God damn it, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. <laughs> we do have some guests coming up Yeah. Uh, that I don't want to fuck up. We had some guests coming up, and they... Well, we didn't fuck them up. They just... Yeah. yeah it, it just hasn't happened It's yet. tough. For, yeah. for a lot of people, it's tough to get them to sit down for, for an hour yeah. and, and to talk. Uh, um. And it's tough to get people to agree to, to something that's going to happen three months down the road. Yeah, because yeah. we book way ahead of us. Yeah. So if, if if people are out there and they have stuff they want to promote, contact us and we'll run it by everybody and we'll see um, if we think it's a fit. But we, there's some good stuff coming up. And then um, I think I'm going to... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing. Yes. Why aren't there more gay werewolves? Because don't you think they have huge potential as bears? Sure. sure. Well, that's the werebear thing. Bear right? wolves. Yeah. Have you been, you've had that in your pocket for like a little while. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to yeah. wait. Rock I'm going to fucking like. drop it. All right. So we'll see you next week for the Bonus Material Podcast. Uh, I'm Tom Carnell. I'm Langley West. I'm Lorelai Shannon. I'm Roxy Minerva. Stay scary.